Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bama Beat Pick'em Podcast. I am Hunter Johnson, joined as always by Clint Lamb and uh, Cecil Hurt. A quick word, word on our sponsor, uh, Wickles Pickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get their hands on a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet, heat, and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wickedspickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. Clint, Cecil, how we doing? Great. Everybody should give their uh, trick-or-treaters a jar of Wickles. Get them started early. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Those those Reese cups aren't going to do anything but give them cavities. (laughs) I'm going to reserve the the jars of Wickles for the top costumes. (laughs) There you go. So another week down in college football. I don't have the exact standings. I went back to try to find – where I'd done that last week, finally got it to the collective list. Couldn't find it. I'll find it soon. But last week, Hunter led the way, six and four. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. See, so you I went five and five, and I went four and six. So I keep going in the wrong direction. Uh, and Hunter's doing surprisingly well. So wait, why is it surprising? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you were you used to be down there where I'm at right now. I don't know how you kind of got on track but i can't pick a game to save my life it feels like but we got a whole new slate this week and there's actually some pretty good games there's um, one game on here that i'm like why in the hell are we picking this game like i haven't seen i still don't know why we're picking it but we'll, i'll um which one is it uh, okay okay you, you'll you ought to be able to guess but just continue well uh i might have my re- i have my reasons for all of them okay to, okay all right so we'll, we'll go ahead and hop in and i'm going kind of read the lines like always and i hope this is the most updated line it was the lines from yesterday so we'll see but first game on the list memphis is going on the road to take on cincinnati and cincinnati is a six and a half point favorite hunter who do you got um memphis can score a lot of points um but cincinnati's played some good defense this year and i think cincinnati could score as well um so i think that cincinnati's defense in that matchup against memphis is off it's gonna be the difference i'm taking cincinnati at home minus six and a half See, so he got. Um, yeah, that's where a lot of the money um, you would think would would go, um, and it has opened at four, and it's been bet up to to six and a half. Um, and I'm going to go with that. I, I don't love taking these. I'd sure love to have had it at four, but I'm um, really glad it's not seven. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. I'm glad it hadn't gotten all the way to seven yet. So before it does, I'll, I'll take Cincinnati. It's minus six and a half. Yeah, this is my sweet spot. Anything, you know, six and a half or below, and I was taking Cincinnati. If it starts getting to that seven, seven and a half, um, you know, I, seven would have been kind of a wash for me, obviously. But I like six and a half. I'm going Cincinnati as well. Next game on the list, Texas is going on the road to take on Oklahoma State. 
and the Cowboys are three and a half point home favorites. Cecil, who you got? This one was tough. You know, it's, it's just hard to judge Oklahoma State right now. Um, but it doesn't sound like everything's all working together cohesively at Texas either. So, um, I'll take Oklahoma State. That is exactly who I'm going with. I just trust that offense with Oklahoma State more than I do any other unit between both teams. And so I'm going to stick with that comfort. Um, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but I just feel the most confident in it. So I'll go Oklahoma State and give up the three and a half. Hunter, who are you going with? Man, I, I'm, I'm going to go Oklahoma State, but this line is so small that it makes me wonder, like, is this something weird? Like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma State, though. Watch that hook get us. That, that happened yeah. to – uh, at least once last week. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again, but would love it at three um, or like it a lot more at least, but three and a half. I still think Oklahoma state, you know, I just, I can't trust te- Texas. All right. Next game on the list, Minnesota going on the road to take on Maryland and the golden Gophers are 20 point road favorites. I'll go first on this one. Um, I mean, last week, Talia got our first little glimpse of him didn't look all that great, to be honest. Not great. Yeah, Minnesota. 43-3 to three loss. And, yeah. Uh, and, but Minnesota, on the other hand, uh, got completely blown out by Michigan, and I went with Minnesota last week. I felt very good about their chances of winning, and yet was way wrong on that. So both teams were disappointing in week one uh, for the Big and, Ten. And in fairness, to, in fairness to Maryland, I do think that – I think Northwestern could be pretty good this year. I think they'll I be, yeah, they'll end up I being better still, than Phil still picked them as like a team that, that would, you know, kind of have a really good rebound year. That is very true. I'm still going with Minnesota though. And that's a lot of points going on the road. I don't like giving up that many points in the road, but you got to think, you know, Rashad Bateman and Tanner Morgan one, was supposed to be one of the better quarterback wide receiver duos in the country. Um, hopefully they finally start to live up to that. We'll see, but I'm going to give up the 20 points. Uh, Hunter, who are you going with? This is the game that I have no idea why we're picking. There had to have been a better game than this. <laughs> well, for, one thing, for one thing, it's tonight's game. Yes. Oh, okay. It's the Friday nighter. So yes. I, I honestly, Friday I didn't night. know that. So now i got something to do tonight. Um, I'm going to go Maryland. I have no reason why. I, don't, I still don't know why we're picking it other than it's tonight, but we'll know tonight if I'm right or wrong. Um, yeah, I, I'm, that's too many points. I'm, I'm taking Maryland in the 20 and all. Um, Minnesota could cover it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I can get a home team with 20 points against a team that's coming off a a 25 point loss, you know, I, I'm going to take them. That's fair. All right, next game on the list, number three Ohio State is going on the road to take on number 18 Penn State, and the Buckeyes are 12 and a half point road favorites. Hunter, who you got in this one? I had a little tough time with this one, but I mean, Penn State at home, I know, and you got to feel like they're going to be looking to rebound after that, you know, wild Indiana game. But I'm still going to take Ohio State. I think I think they're good, and I think you know they're not going to let up either, as we talked about. Does anybody else think James Franklin is a terrible game day coach? Done, done a know. really good think- job with their program, but I mean, you know, he will lay some eggs. And and they just do goofy stuff, you know. They just don't they just don't seem wired right on game day, you know. Again, he he recruits. He's he's been a great 
face for their program. Um, you know, they, I guess they've won some important games mainly at home, um, with the big crowd. If, if it was, you know, full whiteout Penn state, Nittany mountain conditions, um, that 12 and a half would be pretty, pretty attractive. Um, but I just, you know, I didn't see that whole Indiana game, but going back, you know, I've gone back and looked at a lot of it because it was so um, exciting. But Penn State had 5,000 chances to win that game in regulation yep. Yep. and didn't do I it. I mean, even at the end, I mean, it's still going. Yeah. yeah, and then Devin Ford, uh, you know, accidentally scoring. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't criticize a kid for scoring a touchdown. You know, he, he needs some help from his defense. So but you could tell he, he decided about a yard. It was about a yard before he scored that he was like, oh, no, I might not should do this. But it was too late that he had right. to. It was just was already it was wild. It was wild that we saw that on the college level and on the NFL level with Doc, uh, Todd Gurley in the same weekend. Like when's the last time you saw like a, a, both teams were, were telling their their running backs to go down before they scored and neither running back. did. I just thought that, that was very strange. The chance of that happening. But. Uh, so also, it's wild, that that's what, it's wild that's what college football – that football is like that now because I feel like 10, 15 years ago, that was never like really a consideration, like but, trying um, not to score. Well, NFL level, that's because they've added the two-point conversion. You know, that's, that's, um, that's what makes a difference in those situations, in those – scoring in those up-one situations. Right. Um, so – and college football's always had it, but NFL hadn't. And it makes a difference. It does make a difference. So, uh, Cecil, you're going with Ohio State? Yeah, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I hate to lay that many points. Again, it opened at eight. I'd sure like to have had it at eight, but um, I'll, I'll lay the 12 and a half. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. And I understand, you know, some people might be overreacting to to Penn State, you know, dropping that one in week one. And now they've, you know, kind of dropped. I think they were number eight last week. They've dropped 10 spots in the polls. But – I still think Ohio State is just, you know, one of the top most complete teams in the country, and we saw that a little bit last week. So, okay, next game on the list. Arkansas is going on the road to take on Texas A&M, and the Aggies are 12-point home favorites. Cecil, who do you have in this one? Yeah, just a reminder for everybody, it's on campus this year. It's right. not in Dallas. It's in College Station. And did you see where they're – so it, this is, a, you know, it's a Texas A&M home game. So you would think that right. next year they would go to Arkansas and play it in Fayetteville. No, they're no, back. They're going they, back. They've got a contract for three more years in Dallas. And you know, and Jerry that. Jones, they've let them out of that. And you know that Arkansas is not going to go to Jerry and be like, come on, like, please. No, Jerry's not going to do that. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to push Jerry too hard. Um, when this line came out, it was 15 points. Um. I was like, what on earth? I, I'm just, I'm taking Arkansas on the points still at 12 and a half. Um, I'm just not a hundred percent sold that Texas a and is going to go out there and I mean, they're, they're better. They're, you know, they're better than Spiller's a really good running back. Um, Mond seems to have, have settled down, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> It's not like they blew out Florida or they blew out Mississippi State. Um, they did win those games. Credit to them. Um, 
but I'm taking Arkansas on the points, and, and I'm I really wondered about this this line, particularly when it came out at 15. It's it's down now to 12 and a half, but um, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it, I was surprised. But, does it not? Kind of, they're it's they're just they, every week they're expecting Arkansas to fall back off and become that team that everybody kind of thought they were going to be. Because that's the way it seems to me. Like that, like every week they they've been one of the few teams in the SEC that has been competitive outside of that second half against Georgia in every game that they've played. They've either won or they've been competitive. And yet, you know, coming out here against Texas A&M, who's, which is a very good football team, don't get me wrong, but just a, you know, yeah, like that line coming out at 15 was very strange to me too. And, and it's dropped down in that range where it's like, you know, they're starting to make it a little tough. Um, but I completely agree with you. Um, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, we were talking about Penn State not having anybody. Arkansas be it, I mean, excuse me, A&M, They'll be at their usual twenty percent capacity of and have sixty six thousand people in the stadium. <laughs> That's actually a good point, but I, yeah, that, I, sta- that stadium must hold three hundred thousand people. <laughs> I didn't realize it. Uh, yeah, I just I can't get behind. Um, you know, a lot of points. You know. It's a, it is a lot of points, and once it got down to maybe below ten or something, I'd start considering going the other way. But I, I might end up regretting this one because this one was tough. Uh, you know, at 12 and a half, I kept thinking, well, maybe, maybe Vegas knows something. They do, you know, understand that uh, Arkansas is going to eventually become the team we all thought they were going to be. But for now, with the way Arkansas has been playing, uh, I'm going to go Arkansas. <coughs> Hunter, who you got? So, uh, Ar- this this series has produced some wild games. Um, but I, I was kind of shocked to look at it and see that A and M has won the last eight. Um, but in the last six years. Uh, and I, I feel like in the last six years, we would all say that Arkansas has been very, very down. Yes, very. That, si- that said, a and only beaten them by more than one possession one time in the last six years. They typically play them close. Um, I was actually at that, the 2014 game, the first one back at uh, Jerry World, that was just like a nuts overtime game. It was awesome. And then they went to overtime. They've gone to overtime three of the last six years. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I, they've gone twice, I know of. Yeah. So, so I, three. And last year, you know, Arkansas was absolute butt, and they only lost by four. And so I had actually initially picked um, – thought I was going to pick A&M, but just looking at this, I'm, I'm going to go Arkansas. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the first half of this. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We'll uh, we'll get to the other half of these games. They're a lot better games, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so stick around for that uh, on the Bama Beat Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Pick'em Podcast, brought to you by Wiggles Pickles. Very, very happy to uh, announce our new sponsor. Um, that is Homefield Apparel. This is a company I'm very familiar with. You probably are too, if you're on Twitter or you know, just active on the internet. Um, they are a very unique apparel company that makes kind of vintage-looking T-shirts, sweatshirts, all types of gear. Um, they launched. They launched several different schools over the last year or so that they've been in business. And on Saturday, they are launching their line of Alabama stuff. Um, I have seen, they sent me a little bit of a peek of some of the stuff and it's freaking awesome. I'm so excited about it. Um, You can go to homefieldapparel.com tomorrow morning. That's when they'll launch it. Homefieldapparel.com and you get free shipping on all orders over $50. Again, that's (laughs) homefieldapparel.com. All right. So we're going to get into the second half uh, of this slate of games. Uh, We'll just kind of dive right back in. Next game on the list, 
Georgia, number five Georgia, is a 17-point favorite going on the road to take on Kentucky. I'll go first with this one. Um, very interesting game because we're, now we're, we're, we found out Terry Wilson's going to be missing this uh, game with a wrist injury. So Joey Gatewood, the former Auburn quarterback, is going to be the Wildcats starter. Um, some unknown with him. You know, he can make all the throws. He's got the arm strength. He's got the athleticism. Uh, but I just don't know in this particular case. Going against Georgia's defense, well, even though it's statistically not up there anymore because of that game against Alabama mostly, it's still one of the best defenses in the country. I think anybody would admit that. Having to, to play that defense in your first ever start is kind of a, a difficult thing to ask, and I don't really trust Kentucky's pass catchers a whole lot. I don't think they're going to be able to help him out. They've struggled with drops and inconsistency and stuff like that. So even though it's a lot of points going on the road, uh, and there is that unknown factor with Joey Gatewood. Who knows? He could come out and be, you know, outstanding. I'm still going to go with the Bulldogs and give up 17 points. Cecil, who do you got? Um, I agree with you about Georgia's defense. I think uh, uh, regardless of what their statistics are after the Alabama game, I think they have a good defense. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Surely Kentucky can be a little better offensively. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having to think that that you know this game isn't going to be a shutout. So I'm going to take Kentucky and, and the points. It's a lot of points. Deciding factor, Hunter. Who you got? I'm, I'm with Cecil. I'm taking Kentucky. It's just a lot of points for a home team. I think Georgia is good. I think their defense is very good. I think it's a really tough. I don't think I don't think Georgia's explosive on offense though. I exactly. Mean, exactly. Um, and I. I do think it's really gonna be really tough for Joey Gatewood going up against that defense, but I don't know that this game will have enough points. You know, I think it's gonna be you know under both teams score you know probably under under thirty, and I don't see you know a thirty to ten game or anything like that. And that's that's actually pretty fair. You know, the flip side of that is is Georgia's offense that's really struggled going against a Kentucky defense that's been pretty dang good. You know, what they were able to do against Tennessee, a couple of pick sixes, they held that Mississippi State offense to you know points offensively two points total so yeah kentucky's been playing really good defense outside of last week which you know hopefully they're able to bounce back but that's a good point and going against that very limited georgia offense maybe maybe they'll be able to keep it within 17 so i like that pick uh all right next game on the list missouri going on the road to take on the florida gators the gators are a 12 and a half point home favorite hunter who do you got one florida Okay. I don't really have anything else to add to that. I'm just going to Florida. Okay. Hey, so one one thing real quick, uh, and we'll get right back to this one, but on Georgia and Kentucky, the over-under on that game is only 42 points. Right. You know, yeah, it's so, extremely low. Yeah. So, you know, relative to, to you know, the Alabama-Mississippi State over-under is about 64. Right. Um, so just, uh, you know, this Missouri-Florida game, we're about to talk about 62, 63. Um, so that, sh- that should tell you one thing about Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, nobody true. expects anybody to score and you're getting 17 points. So that's very um, true. So anyway, um, on to Missouri and Florida, who knows about Florida, man? You know, when's the last time we saw Florida? Uh, yeah. It's a long time ago, I guess in college station, um, when Dan Mullen was, was griping about the, whatever Dan had to gripe about. Um, 
Missouri's played well. They, they've done some good things. Um, I'm going to take Missouri in the 12 and a half. Um, I feel like Cecil's taking Missouri every game this year. Cecil likes Missouri. I like Missouri. Um, you know, you get a, they give you a lot of points to take them. So Florida could win 40 to 10 easily. You know, that, that's, that's, that outcome's not off the board. But I just, you know, who knows about Florida? I mean, they were locked out of their building for a week. Who, who's, you know, so who's to say exactly where they will be? Um, so, you know, it opened it at 15. I'd have really been on Missouri at 15. But 12 and a half, I'll take Missouri and see what happens. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Missouri, too. And what's interesting is coming into this year, two of the three worst SEC teams or that we all thought would be the worst SEC teams were, you know, Vanderbilt or all three would be Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Arkansas. And Missouri and Arkansas have been way ahead of where I thought they'd be uh, under, you know, first-year head coaches and trying to rebuild those programs. Missouri's been a lot of fun to watch since Basilic uh, took over as the starter. I, I just to me, you know, getting 10 plus points in a game like this, even though Missouri's on the road, you know, it, it, the the big unknown factors, like you said, within spending time off, you know, you could take the Tennessee Titans approach where they take a couple of weeks off and they come out and they play probably their best game of the season uh, can get some guys healthy and get some things right. Or there's been a lot of distractions with the comments that Dan Mullen made about, you know, packing the stadium. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, COVID crisis, and and are kind of dealing with a lot, you know that that's caused some dis- distractions and some criticism from a lot of people. So how they respond to that, you know, we'll kind of see. But for now, I'm going to go with Missouri as well. Yeah, uh, one one more thing, real quick. Um, and, and I know they've had different circumstances, but Florida's defense is giving up 30 points a game. Yeah, you know, they're not a great defensive team. Not at all. Yeah. So or have not been to this point. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been consistent, too. Um, it's not like they've had, you know, a couple of bad games and then had a good game. And, and that's what – yeah. Played, yeah, played three games and given up 30 points in every game. You're right. Or more. All right, so next game on the list. LSU is going on the road to take on Auburn. The LSU Tigers are three-point road favorites. Cecil, who do you got? I'll let Hunter pick, pick first. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna let Hunter pick this one first because I feel like I, I'm always picking Auburn first. Well, I mean, I'm taking Auburn. Obviously, I think Auburn wins straight up. Um, I mean, I, I do think it'd be it could be a, a good game, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm taking Auburn. You know the the, <laughs> you know the the voodoo priestess only has to turn somebody into a zombie four or five times before I say, hey, she can turn somebody into a zombie. <laughs> Voodoo is real. You know, th- this is this is a real thing because I see it every week. And so I'm not going to I'm not going to come out the next week and pick against her turning somebody into a zombie. <laughs> She's turned somebody into, a, you know, no matter what the circumstances are, it's just going to happen. You know, it's just going to happen. I was so um, damn mad. I was so damn mad now, last week. As as always, when at least in this case, you know, when Auburn's a favorite, you, you do have the possibility because this is incorporated in that voodoo that they'll win and not cover. 
you know, mm-hmm. that's that's part of the part of the voodoo curse. That's really uh, them so, like just beating my ass down is when they do that because I yeah, normally pick yeah. them. Now that that can happen, but if I'm getting Auburn and points and you know a, a black goat and a white goat or whatever they use to to make these things happen, um, you know, then I'm taking Auburn and the points at home. Yeah, and and this one also for me was was fairly tough um, because it wasn't, hey, why is it tough? Well, <laughs> because on paper, I think that LSU is even with and TJ Finley, I still don't know what to make of him. What we saw last week uh, in that game against South Carolina is we saw that the LSU run game and the LSU defense really step up and provide support for a true freshman quarterback. And going to Jordan Hare Stadium, if Auburn is able to put more of that game on TJ Finley's shoulders early, I'd, it, we, it, it's still an unknown. Um, it, so it uh, really well. I agree with that. They they scored a lot of points against South Carolina, LSU, did, and and Finley played well. He's accurate. Yeah. But they they, they were they, they were giving him safe throws. They were. You know exactly. they they weren't they weren't you know trying now. So what happened in that game? And I got to listen to that game coming back from Knoxville. So I, I really followed that game pretty closely. You know they scored on a. I think they had a pick six. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. They probably, maybe Ed put his best kick returner back there. Who knows? Um, and, and you know, so they were scoring. that. They were turning South Carolina over. South Carolina sounded like a mess. And um, so Finley, I mean, they had a couple of big plays in the passing game because if you get it to those guys, they're, they're really good athletes. You know, LSU's got athletes everywhere. Absolutely. And so those those receivers, if you miss a tackle, then then um, you know they can really turn it into something. But it, it's not like you know that he went out there and was was Aaron Rodgers. You know that he he was good, um, but you know it, it'll be a different setting for him in a different situation. And that's exactly why, you know, with that unknown factor and you're going to Jordan Hare Stadium, which, like you said, the voodoo factor is one that you keep wanting to tell yourself, you know, magic isn't real, you know, be an adult. But at the same time, (laughs) we've reached the point where it's it seems pretty, pretty real. So, yeah, I'm going Auburn and taking the points here, too. I like the fact that we're getting three. You know, if it was two and a half, that'd make it a little tougher. Um, But, you know, yeah, I'll take three all day. Next game on the list is Ole Miss is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road to take on Vanderbilt. I'll go first with this one. And, you know, I, I, just for one, I, Vanderbilt's pretty bad. And defensively, they actually got a couple of, of solid players. You know, Dimitri Moore, um, you know, actually several at, at all three levels. Surprisingly, uh, they've, they've played pretty well at, at times, but – I just got to believe in Lane Kiffin and that Ole Miss offense. That's a lot of points to be given up on the road. I w- I'm guessing Cecil's going to take Vanderbilt. Could be wrong. We'll see. But I'm going to go Ole Miss here and give, and lay the, the 16 and a half. Uh, yeah, this will be a fascinating game, and, and certainly uh, Lane could, could put a ton of points on the board. Uh, again, with, with Vanderbilt's roster, I, I just don't know who they're who exactly they're going to put out there, to be honest. But um, 
Ole Miss hadn't stopped anybody. Now, now we got to admit, Ole Miss hadn't stopped anybody at any point for all the complaining and and <laughs> Hunter was mad. I was so mad on the call, but you know, <laughs> and, and certainly it's a big call and would have made a difference. But at the same time. Ole Miss had two chances. You know, there's five minutes left in the game. Ole Miss had two chances to get Auburn stopped, and they didn't come close to getting them stopped. You know, so so um, I don't know who Ole Miss is going to stop. And if it's not Vanderbilt, I don't know who it's going to be. But, um, you know, this game opened at 18, so, so a little bit of action has been Vanderbilt and I'm going to take Vandy and 16 and a half points. Hunter, who you got? I'm taking Vandy as well. It's just a lot of points. It is Vandy at home. Um, yeah, I'm taking Vandy. Yeah. What I, what I'm banking on is the, the, this being a get right game for that Ole Miss offense. Cause it, is, it as ever since that Alabama game, it's been like, it's been a completely different crew and Vanderbilt as, as you know, they've got a couple of players on defense, but I'm just praying that at some point it's a get right game in that offense to come alive again. And if that ends up being the case, then maybe uh, I can pull something out here. So, all right, last game on the list for the day for this week, uh, Mississippi state going on the road, taking on Alabama, the crimson tide are 30, 30 and a half point favorites. Hunter, who do you got? You know, when I first looked at it, I was like, that's a lot of points. I could see this game being a uh, – this is kind of me thinking about Mississippi State at full strength. I could see this game being a 52-28 type game. Um, but with the defections, all the con- – just crap going on around their program with Kylan Hill not playing with him, leaving the team to get ready for the draft. Man, I just – I think we cover it. Uh, I mean, they might get some late garbage points, but I think we covered the 30 and a half. So I got okay. Yeah, still still don't know who State's quarterback is going to be, um, whether it's going to be Costello or Rogers. Um, it, it is an awful lot of points. It I mean, is an awful lot of points, and it opened at thirty three, and um, that was so high that uh, you know, I think the the system betters, the program betters, just you know the computer kicked out that number as being you know so high. It's been it's down to 30, 30 and a half now. Um, who knows on a game like that? State's been state's been decent enough defensively. Um, obviously, you're a little bit. Alabama played the whole Tennessee game without Jalen Waddle, essentially. So it's not like this will be a dramatic find out what can happen game because they, they scored plenty of points against Tennessee, even though he wasn't out there. Um, so, so that part of it, you know, it just state was state was really bad against Kentucky. They weren't really bad against number wise against Arkansas or A&M. So, uh, you know, I don't think Mississippi State's going to win this game or make this game close. 30 points is a lot of points, and so I'm going to take the state in the 30 points. Cecil, I saw in the paper this morning that you picked Alabama to win by 29 points. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Man. It, that, mean, that means you've got to take 30 and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just 
Oh man, this is this is tough. Yeah, uh, if 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 you know this was if if I was at the Mirage, you know, in Vegas, this wouldn't be one. There there are better games on the board for sure this week. More, uh, I think, you know, more profitable. Say, <laughs> yeah, potentially profitable. Yeah, games on the board. So, um, but you got to pick it. So I'll take all those points yeah and, and that's kind of where I, i'm at with things you know that originally when i first saw it i was like you know with everything going on with mississippi state the off the field stuff as far as players leaving the you know the fact they struggle they can't settle on a quarterback mike leach is supposed to be this offensive guru he has not been that thus far no he typically struggles i guess to start off at every place that he ends up at but i just it takes time to get it that does um but you know i just 30 and a half points. It, there's a part of me that thinks Alabama should definitely cover this because of, you know, the way that Mississippi State's played offensively, defensively, even though they've been really good. You look at Georgia's defense, and it's much better, in my opinion, than Mississippi State's, and Alabama still was able to pretty much score at will. Now, they had Jalen Waddle, but I still think that offense is going to put up plenty of points. It's just 30 and a half is a lot. I, I mean, anything <laughs> under four scores, and I'd be feeling really good about Alabama. Let me say this about this game. If this game had been in week two, with State coming off that win at LSU and Alabama's secondary not looking great at Missouri, um, there'd be people picking State straight up. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> there, there would have been people saying, oh, they're, they'll score 40 points against Alabama. And that was even before the, the you know, same thing coming off the old Miss game um, with the secondary. So, um, there, you know, that. I really believe that in week two, this game would have been a 15 or 16 point line. And yeah, so now it's at 30. So um, I'm going to take that many points. Yeah. uh, And that's, that's where I'm at too. And this was difficult, but I, I ultimately agree with Cecil. The more I've battled back, I'm fine with going along guys. I'll go it along. Um, That's fine. yeah, because here, because on Monday, if you end up being right, sure. uh, the fact that we both picked against Alabama and you, that we probably won't hear the end of it, but right. at least we all settled on the Auburn game on the same <laughs> side. <laughs> they've they've broken Hunter. They've just broken him. <laughs> and I've for years now, I haven't been able to figure out Auburn. Um, anytime I either I pick them and they don't, you know, cover or do well. Or I pick against them and they just they look like a completely different team. Essentially, whatever I say is going to happen or thinks going to happen in an Auburn game, just go to the polar opposite. You should be pretty well. Um, so, all right, that's going to do it for another episode of the College Football Pick'em Podcast with the with the Bama Crew, Hunter Johnson, Cecil Hurt. Appreciate both y'all hopping on here with me. It's been fun. Talk to y'all next week. Like I Bye said, Wickles. 100%. And one like one last little plug, Hunter, for the new yeah, sponsor. Tomorrow, homefieldapparel.com. You're gonna love the gear. I promise you. Homefieldapparel.com. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die: The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.